Well, every once in a while, we forget to hit the record button. So that's what happened on this episode. So we apologize for the delay, but we had to get the audio from the video live stream. So the audio quality will not be as usual, the crisp sound that you're used to, but it's not the worst sound quality. So hopefully you can get through it. Thank you guys for your patience. And we appreciate all the producers out there who help produce the show. Enjoy the episode and God bless. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow. 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 There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gonz as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is October 19th. 2020 this is episode 257 and today build back better or six sealed six act six editor uh <laughs> sorry anyways you know me i'm your best buddy basil and this is gons welcome to the podcast where we love jesus not even though we're not high enough to see Bad. jesus where we love jesus we love you we oh love gosh. it. It'll make sense for people that listen all the way to the end. <laughs> I know that. I know, but you don't have to get on my case. Uh, well, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, you we love Jesus. We love you. We love frazzle. ourselves. What? <laughs> Stop talking. I'm trying to do the intro. <laughs> God. We've only been doing this for several hundred episodes. Thought you'd figure it out by now. But, you know, I was surprised to see like 10 people on Periscope watching us, but now it's down to five. So. Thank you, everybody, for joining Come on, us. Periscope. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's one of those issues where people jump on and then they realize googly eye man is there, and then they click off. It's a good filter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So <laughs> we're in it. We're in it now. Any new news? It's a new week gone. Yeah. Some, uh, it's a busy week for me. What's going on with you? Uh, apparently, I don't have to get tested to be in the hospital now. Uh, they Ooh. just, yeah, I was really excited to hear that. All I have to do is wear a mask and be, I can't leave the room. So once they let me oh. in, I, I can't go anywhere, but so you're uh, stuck. I'm stuck. You, gotta, you have to witness it all. Well, yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's what I want, but yeah, no, no test needed, which is nice. And, yeah. uh, it's been uh, pretty much two weeks since quote unquote contact and mm-hmm. uh, no, nothing, nothing to really. No symptoms. Yeah, no symptoms. So I- I'm good. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I think I have the the strength uh, internally with my body. My temple is strong enough to withstand the, the you know, this virus thing, the scandemic. It's almost as if your body, uh, like a Marvel superhero, <laughs> has the ability to defend itself against foreign invaders oh yeah maybe yeah Imagine like, like that. the immune system is strong or something that's you know? crazy it's like your superpower <laughs> works much better than masks and the the vaccine i'll say that so far so that far we know of guns you won't get a spine infection from your own oh, yeah. uh, immune system so that's good yeah i won't i won't be getting a an unknown disease or whatever it was that Stop the whole Johnson and Johnson, Johansson. Johnson. <laughs> Johnson and Jansons, Johansons, Jansons. Yeah. 
Anyway, what about you? You got anything going on before we jump in here? Oh, just the same stuff. Busy, busy, busy. I got a cat running around the office right now, so we'll see. They'll probably make an, an appearance. We'll see if that happens. That'll be fun. I'm really excited. We got some great art coming in for the show today. We got some great stories. And uh, of course, though, when things are great, we have a we have a hard time limit. So we're yeah. going to need to get out of here by four Pacific Standard Time, people. Yeah, so uh, pay attention. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And just real quick, you know, again, we're very lucky not to be swept up in the, uh, the, the cancellation and the deletion of YouTube channels. And uh, I do want to mention, I think I confused the algos and I knew exactly what I was doing here. A few years ago, I published a video titled, Is Donald Trump the Antichrist? Uh, it's got mm. 444, ooh, I don't know if I like that number, 444,000 views right now. Uh-huh. And uh, it was published back on December 2nd, 2016. But it's videos like this. I remember when I titled it, I'm like, yeah, this is going to confuse the algos because they're not going to be sure if I'm like pro-Trump or anti-Trump. Or what am I doing yeah, here? Because they're like, oh, they said antichrist. They're a religious nut. Oh, but they're saying Trump's the antichrist. Yeah. So <laughs> wait, maybe we don't want to delete it. Yeah. Yeah. See? See? Algos? I'm wow. like giving them, uh, giving them what they want, but then poison pilling them. Mind controlling the algorithms, yeah, folks. That's right. That's what we're that's right at here. Yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, I guess we should just jump right into it, huh? Let's do it. Sleepy update. Do you want fries with that? Okie dokie, folks. It's the Flippy Update. And if this is your first time watching or listening to the show, uh, let me catch you up. Flippy is the colloquial name for the uh, disembodied robot arms that are taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. We use talking about Flippy as a conversation to talk about just generally how robots and artificial intelligence are taking over the world and there's nothing we can do about it. Although, Gons, I don't know if you checked out my Twitter recently. Um, I spent some time looking uh, looking at how to build uh, EMP devices. I there's did some great, see that. Yeah. There's some great DIY uh, EMP devices that Wasn't can be there. built quite cheap. But uh, I posted a video on my Twitter, Basil underscore Rosewater. Follow me, folks. Um, because Was it the you'll Tesla be... coil gun? Yes, it's a. It is a uh, a. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Handheld. It's a handheld Tesla coil gun, and uh, it's kind of connected to a backpack uh, for power, and it is really cool. I don't know. That's a little bit extreme that one might be a little expensive but uh don't worry when the robots come a knocking the emps will start a rocking but uh that's not what we're talking about today today we are grabbing a story from robotics.news and the headline is titled japanese convenience stores using vr controlled robots to restock shelves that's right this kind of um, is all wrapped up in sort of our virtual reality exploration as well, as well as the the new economic model of nobody having to leave their house, even to go work at a convenience store. That's right. Here we go. 
Uh, two Japanese convenience stores have adopted a seven-foot-tall robot to restock store shelves. The robot, controlled remotely uh, using virtual reality, addressed concerns over, over social distancing for human employees in the workplace and Japan's impending critical labor shortage. Japanese robotics company Telexistence. Ooh. Mm. Telexistence well, is responsible. Before you go on, the uh, mm-hmm. in Japan, um, when they talk about like online or mobile or remote, they just call it tele. Yes, like tele, tele, teleport, tele. Yes. Yeah. So we've got remote existence, Gons. <laughs> Japanese robotics company Telexistence is responsible. <laughs> Not only did they create and manufacture it, but they're responsible. For the robotic stock clerk dubbed Model T after Henry Ford's famous automobile. The seven-foot Model T possesses a wide range of motion necessary for lifting and moving products around. It is connected to a human operator remotely, manipulating the robot using VR with a lag time of only 50 milliseconds between the robot and the human controller. Convenience store chain Family Mart has partnered with Telexistence to deploy the Model T robot for replenishing shelves. The company expressed its intent to create, quote, a completely new store operation by making restocking work automated and remote, saving a huge chunk of working time as a result. Quote, by introducing Model T into stores, Family Mart store staff will be able to work in multiple stores from a remote location, which will help solve uh, challenges around labor shortage and help create new job opportunities. The company said in a statement, it also added that adoption of Model T will lead to the reduction of human-to-human contact. Oh, please reduce the (laughs) human-to-human contact to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Sorry, I got cat hair in my mouth again. Uh, in Family Mart's pilot program, an operator logs into a VR terminal from Teleexistence office and remotely operates a Model T installed at a store five miles away. The robot will restock plastic beverages at the back of the store, which largely comprises the workload in <laughs> workload in convenience stores. For the meantime. Model T will then move on to handle other popular food items such as rice balls, sandwiches, lunch meal boxes once its speed and accuracy are verified. The company hopes to deploy Model T in up to 20 stores by 2022 with the end goal of putting one in every store location. Family Mart is no stranger to automation. Prior to its adoption of Model T, it tested its self-checkout systems in tw- uh, 2006, way before the concept became ubiquitous in the West. And that's how it works, folks. It starts in Japan, all of these technological advances. And then... Uh, a few years later, it becomes uh, the new normal. Uh, of course, if you visited a Walmart or really well, pretty much every large retailer now has self-checkout. And we've been talking about for years now, uh, at least two or three years, the movement towards uh, well, teleexistence, I guess, where VR can be used to control uh, factory working robots and things like that, where it's not quite automation. You're not relying on AI and just a, a, an autonomous robot to do the work, but you have people sitting at home with their VR set on going to work at the at the bread factory. 
Um, and this has all sorts of implications when it comes to uh, sort of the lifespan of working where, you know, usually you try to retire by whatever, 55, 60, 65, 70 in some cases. Um, you're trying to retire. Well, if you can work from your hospital bed with just a VR helmet on and go restock an entire convenience store, then you can keep human beings working forever because yeah. uh, that's that's what we're <laughs> brainwashed into thinking all we're good for. Um, so here we go. This is really the first broad commercial use of this remotely controlled uh, working environment. And again, this isn't just working from home, you know, on some sort of desk job or, uh, you know, everybody on customer service lines are all working from home now. I mean, you are controlling a seven foot robot doing, you know, real labor. Uh, and uh, in this case, in the case of this convenience store, I mean, really, you just need like maybe one or two guys and uh, or girls to just log in and go from store to store, you know, you stock the shelves in one store, log out of that robot, log into the next store, stock that store, log out there, log in the next one. You really could have one stock boy for 20 stores um, and he'll get really good at those robots. So I think, you know, it's it's still kind of a depressing idea that they're trying to keep us working for our entire lives, even if we're in the hospital or in some sort of convalescence. On the other hand, if you're a stock boy who's really good at controlling these robots and you're, you know, stocking, uh, you're working 20 robots, robots a day, you probably get a little pay bump. You know, there's some room in the budget to pay this one stock boy a little bit more than he might have been before. Um, but, you know, that we like I said, we've been talking about this concept for years. And here we go. First step to making it a reality, folks. And of course, Gons, it's coming from your uh, your homeland. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, I can picture. Here's, here's a couple of things that come to mind. One, uh, the Japanese culture are pretty ruthless on work, right? They're like workaholics yeah. over there. So Oops. what's going to happen is, you know, let's say you have this this guy, you know, he's he's really good at the VR thing, and then he calls in Monday. He's like, "Oh, boss, boss, I I I got in an accident, and I'm paralyzed," and the boss is going to be like, "Get back to work." Yeah, right? pretty much. I know. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird back and forth because. Yeah, if you hurt yourself on the job. Well, first of all, I think people who have done this kind of labor are not going to complain too much because it can it can really be backbreaking type stuff. I mean, sure. you're lifting cases of uh, Coca-Cola all day. It's rice not, balls. It's not light. Picking yeah, up those rice, rice balls, balls, man, really. <laughs> Laborious but, activity. But yeah, first of all, it's going to cut down on uh, worker incidents. I mean, you just think of the e economics of this. You can uh, hire one robot controller instead of 20 stock boys. Uh, the robot controller is not going to have to activate some sort of uh, insurance policy uh, if they hurt themselves. No workers comp needed. And uh, yeah, there you go. And with these millennials gone, you know, these millennials and their video games, um, you know, the stock boy is no longer having to get a real job. He's basically just playing a, a convenience store stock boy video game all day long. 
Well, the other thing is if the robot like messes up, you know, and you drop something, is the boss going to yell at the robot? Blame it on the bot, man. Yeah. Everyone's going to blame the bot. This is moving towards person. At least for a while, you'll be able to pull this off for a while while it's still kind of new technology and, you know, training is still new. Uh, Yeah. Stock boy destroying a couple pallets of uh, bottles of soda is going to be able to get away with blaming the robot for a little bit. This is the beginning of a really bad science fiction film. You know, you got one of these worker robots becomes sentient or, you know, has a crush on like a worker robot and then they take down the warehouse. Ooh, yeah. You know what? A strike where uh, people will log into their robots, their working robots, and they could really cause some damage with those suckers. Or just a hack, you know, if there's, let's say there's like a hundred thousand of these robots all working around Japan and somebody decides to hive mind them and hack into them. And then, uh, you know, you're like, hey, get back to work. And, you know, they turn around and they go, I'll keep you warm and safe in my people zoo. And that's that's the movie. <laughs> it's there. Well, you know, even even outside of the hive mind idea, um, this really does cause a strange uh, speaking from the the perspective of maybe the convenience store owner, it does create kind of a strange uh, separation between you and the employee. Cause yeah. Who do you yell at? Yeah. If you yell at the row, I mean, they <laughs> could just mute you or something from their <laughs> VR headset, you know, or like if know. the robot, you know, if, if you control the robot to like hit back on the boss, you know, but I would imagine well, the right. owner, or Some the boss. serious violence with a seven-foot robot. Well, that's what I'm saying. But I would imagine the owner uh, would be the first to be behind the VR headset, and you know, he'd be like the 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 big daddy robot, you know, making sure everyone's doing their job. Big daddy robot. He wouldn't walk in there all human, you know, and like no, five he three. Would, he would control the rail-mounted, uh, ceiling-mounted <laughs> slave driver robot that would just swoop down. <laughs> yeah yeah it'll come down from the ceiling you are not complying and then robot war yeah and then the employee is like why are you talking like that you're a human you're just controlling a robot (laughs) it's going to your head man it's all happening anyways there you go that's uh that's the update actually for those have been following the flippy update for you know a few years this is a pretty big uh pretty big leap in the progress that we've been seeing this is not just a fun show guns not just a beacon of light in a dark world of lies it's uh it's almost like an a historical archive Mm-hmm. of the the progress of this type of thing. I don't know if anybody else is really keeping a, a, such a close eye on this in, well, the, in, fu- in future, as uh, our British listeners would say. Um, you know, there could be historians dissecting uh, episodes of this show f- following the how exactly did the robot revolution begin. Right. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's the job of the watchman, right? We're all kind of on a watchtower. We can see further out, and we're sort of reporting on what we see on the horizon. It's kind of what we've been doing for a while. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's funny, too, because, as you mentioned, Japan, you know, they're just like, <laughs> flipping burgers, please. Let's let's have them pick up rice balls. Let's just Step get straight to, the, straight to the heart of the situation Step here. Step it up. All right. We got a bunch of updates to get through here. Are you ready? 
Yeah, I do want to say real quick, mm -hmm. if you're watching on YouTube, wherever you're watching, press the like button, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe. Again, we're trying to mind control the algorithms to share the show out. And uh, we just went through a whole algorithm training course and how we can keep getting the word out. So press like, press subscribe, share it out, share it on your social. Now's the time. Share it now so people can watch it live. Have you been? Have you not watched YouTubers recently? You don't. You don't hit the like button. You smash it. Oh, smash! You, you yeah, I don't really it. do a whole lot you of YouTube. Destroy it. There's all kinds of other language being I used just, for that. I just watch YouTube if I need a quick lesson on how to drive a forklift or something. <laughs> yeah, it is a very uh, handy tool with all the yeah. how tos. But all right, here it's we go. It's utility. It's yep. utility, not entertainment. Yeah, and soon you'll just be able to download it straight to your brain. Googly That's eyes. right. All right, here we go. We interrupt this broadcast to give you a brief update. By the end of this timely interruption, you will be thoroughly updated. 33 is the number of completion of the Great War. 33 is the Illuminati dog whistle. We see it being used in all kinds of stories, including today's a uh, couple, couple of them today. ADN.com. This is Anchorage Daily News. 33 inmates at Fairbanks Correctional Center test positive for COVID-19. What's up with these correctional centers and like like jails always mm -hmm. having 33 people test positive? This is like the third I time know. we've seen it. Yeah, I know. They, they just keep reporting right when they hit 33, and it is a lot of prisons and jails and stuff. It's yeah, crazy. Very bizarre. Uh, and uh, it's interesting how 32 men and one woman was uh, the, the, the total count of 33 at this correctional facility. What is this woman doing in this facility? It's either a guard. Yeah, might be a guard. It has to be a guard. Or maybe it's a, a trans person and they are uh, <laughs> yeah. dead, dead naming her or whatever. <laughs> Got to identify them with their, their right gender pronouns. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, yeah, that's, that is that's a good point. That, that is interesting. Or Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so there's one update. Here's another one. This is, oops. Ooh, hey, hey, guy. What's up, guy? Mm -hmm. This is uh, StabroicNews.com. Trin Trinidad seeking vaccines for 33% of population. And it says here, it's interesting. The first sentence of the story, Trinidad and Tobago will receive COVID-19 vaccines for 20% of its population in the first instance after its development. It's like, well, you just said 33. Why are you talking about 20? Now you go down a little further and there's a quote uh, from the guy here. He says, what does that mean for Trinidad and Tobago? 20% of our population is 280,000. In the first chance of the vaccination drive, we will be getting vaccines to vaccinate 280,000 citizens of Trinidad and Tobago. After that, in the second wave of the vaccination drive, they have a second wave of vaccines, Basil. Cabinet has right. signed on with COVAX to purchase vaccines for 33% of the population. 33% uh. is 462,000. So after we get out uh, first 280,000, we will then get another 182,000 to vaccinate 33% of the population. That is how COVAX facility works. <laughs> I like how wow. detailed he <laughs> is and how, how he like, shows all the math of how he gets to 33% there. It's very uh, bizarre. Yeah, how he's it's bringing me back to math class. Not good enough just to have the correct answer. You got to show, <laughs> show your work. Show your work. Exactly. So there you go. Uh, Trinidad, Trinidad people, look out. 
33 percent of you that's isn't that the bahamas or something uh i'm not 100 percent. i want to sure. say i, I want to yeah, say I it's in right. the bahamas yeah, but I, I could be wrong okay um yeah someone in the chat's gonna fix us on that one if it's wrong but let's move on uh to the next story did you ever have the feeling that you were being watched this is the most ridiculous one of the most ridiculous stories we have today this is wired.co.uk worried alexa is spying on you edward snowden's head can help what oh yeah look at that this is a spitting image of edward snowden the hardest thing about creating oh a scale model of <clears throat> excuse me edward snowden's snowden's head is getting the glasses right this is echo chamber of life-size replica of the nsa whistleblower's head with a copper cylinder hidden inside it's designed to sit over a home voice assistant, such as Amazon Echo or Google Home, and block it from hearing you and connecting to the internet. Uh, here's, here's my thing. Why not just not have one of those devices in your house? Why do what you have is to, the head? I don't get it. Is it's, that an... It's a piece it's of... It's an Alexa cover? Yes, it's a cover to keep you. It's... it's, it's okay. It's designed to sit over a, hum a home voice assistant, such as an Amazon Echo or Google Home, and block it from hearing you and connecting to the internet. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just not have it? That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly my point. It's like, okay, hey, you know, I don't want people spying on me. So uh, let me get this life-size spitting image of... Uh, uh, <laughs> Edward, Snowden. Edward Snowden's head to cover the device. Yeah, that's very funny. Yeah, that's weird. You'd think if somebody is, uh, I feel like the core demographic of this product wouldn't have an Alexa in the first place. Yeah, but they're they're really. What do I know? This is really a bad, uh, yeah, bad bad research being done. It's here. pretty funny. I would get one if I had an Alexa, but of course I don't because I'm a sane human being. Yeah, but then okay, imagine if you're an Alexa user. I am not, but you know, I've been into some homes and I've been like, eh, I don't know about you people. But uh, mm -hmm. imagine, you know, you're like, hey, Alexa, you know, who, who, who won the game last night? Ah, shoot. Hold on. Let me move this Snowden head. Let me, <laughs> let me move this decapitated uh, whistleblower. Yeah. I mean, just like more work for you. I mean, the whole point of having one of those things for people, you know, other than the spying from the consumer end is yeah. for convenience, right? That you don't have to like pull out your phone and or go to a computer and sit at Google. You can just ask this spy device all your questions. Well, what's yeah. the point if uh, Edward Snowden is blocking it? You know, it's Maybe, pretty funny. It's a it funny is. product. Maybe you know this might be I a hope good. They, I hope they sell some. It, it might be a good gift for like your normie friends and be like, hey, yes, you that's know, what it is. It's got to be. That's that's. That's got to be the demographic. You, you know? give it to somebody to make a point. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, before we move on, I, I did want to um, just uh, just mention we have gotten the notification about Biden's uh, text yeah. text number um, and people keep sending it to us. So I just want to mention it real quick. Uh, the number that you text to like get on Biden's mailing list or whatever it is, donate or something. Uh, the number is three zero three three zero in case anybody here wants to donate to Biden. Um, but yes, it is strangely 2020 divided by six, six, six 
is this yep. three zero three three zero. There's a decimal point in there decimal somewhere. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it is pretty weird. Whether yeah. or not it's on purpose, it's very specific. It's a really specific number for it to have not been on purpose. And uh, I mean, the thing with the Antichrist spotters is it really 666 just has to be uh, related to the the Antichrist in some way. There's nothing specific exactly well, about says how the, six. It what? says the number of his name. So people have, you know, a lot of the. The historicists will, you know, say it was uh, uh, one of the popes back in during the uh, Reformation right. period and stuff. So, right. yeah, the, the number the, of his uh, name, whatever, you know, you can use that with different lettering and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it just seems to pop up a lot in a lot of different things recently, and it's a, uh, it's got to be a feels like a thing. troll. It, yeah, it's like a troll job, but also like a spiritual thing. Maybe even if people didn't like purposely do it, uh, yeah. it, it could be something like that. But also. <laughs> the other thing that's funny is um didn't Biden mess it up? You know, he was like, call yeah. uh call yeah. three uh three three zero uh <laughs> yeah. he like messed it up a long a while uh, ago. I think this was back this was I think it was before this number, but yeah, he, he No, well, I think it was that number. He was like he was like uh email oh, call yeah. <laughs> three zero three you you know what it is. You know the call thing. <laughs> i have hairy legs okay yeah all right um, continue very good so yes being watched if the, if you uh, have some normie friends who have an alexa or a google home or something make a point get a snowden head to put on there but make sure you stick a canary cry news talk tag on his forehead or something like that so they know you know where to go with that <laughs> yeah. okay next up called it I called this Basil at the beginning of the whole wear mask and, you know, bubbles and all that kind of stuff. I was saying that Bubble Boy was just a snippet of our future documentary, so to speak. This is DailyMail.co.uk. The future of concerts. Members of the Flaming Lips and fans rock out inside plastic bubbles during bizarre socially distanced show. <laughs> and I'll just read the bullet points here. Footage from the performance shows people inside 100 inflatable orbs. The event in Oklahoma City Monday said uh, was said to be a test run for future concerts. Frontman Wayne Coyne shared a clip from the show and the deflated bubbles. Uh, quote, that barrier is still there. They're protected and you're protected. That's part of it. it what? That part of it is what we really felt like was a success. And there's a photo here of uh, great success of just uh, I, I mean I I don't know it looks like a bunch of slaves inside you know little cell balls or something kind of looks <laughs> oh I wonder could they move around like Bubble Boy kind of looks bit. that way huh yeah a little bit that would be fun to just <laughs> if you're in there just <laughs> just full on haul into the crowd in your bubble start bubbling people around it's like a mosh pit it is a mosh pit a safe mosh pit (laughs) i guess but it it looks so ridiculous it is pretty ridiculous it uh, It would be fun (laughs) i don't like the new normal aspect of it but i'd I'd roll around in there i could see it's you know it's a flaming lips concert people are uh you know imbibing all sorts of uh things i'm sure one guy hotboxed his little bubble there and oh, missed yeah. the rest of the show <laughs> or like if you have a knife or something you know you're like oh because i think there's a picture of uh 
the one picture I'm looking at now, there's a guy on the far right. Looks like his bubble's a little deflated. That would be actually terrifying if if your bubble <laughs> deflated and now you're just trapped in a plastic trash bag. Ooh, yikes. Uh, what's that movie? Uh, oh, man, I'm totally forgetting the movie now where uh, the, the bassist is trying to come out of the... Uh, like an egg shaped thing you can't get you, out you thinking of uh spinal tap spinal tap thank you yeah i don't i don't know if i don't remember that part but i'm just a, it sounds like a spinal tap thing yeah yeah the basis that they're inside these like you know these eggs or whatever and they're supposed to come out of the eggs but the bassist can't get out like the whole song he can't get out of it and then he That's finally funny. gets out and then as soon as he gets out he has to go back in because they all return <laughs> to the bubble but uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, this just reminds me of that. I mean, there's again, all, all the satire and all the stuff we used to make fun of and joke around. It's all, it's all becoming real. Yeah. I don't know if I like it. The simulation okay. is glitching. <laughs> it's glitching for sure. Okay. Uh, you know, we always talk about all the negativity going on with all the stuff, but, uh, this one, depending on how you look at it, somewhat positive, I would say. Assimilate this. <laughs> This is a story from Bloomberg.com. Thai protesters ignore crackdown to rally for fifth day. And uh, this is uh, people in Thailand, thousands of protesters calling for the resignation of Prime Minister Prayuth Chan Ocha's government uh, and reform of the monarchy filled a busy traffic intersection in Thailand's capital city on Sunday, ignoring a ban on gatherings and threat of crackdowns by the police and um, demonstrators braved rain to gather around the uh, victory monument. If you look at the victory monument, Basil, what does it look like? Do you see it on the screen there? Oh, oh sorry. I'm not on the thing. Okay. Wait, wait, <laughs> uh, an obelisk. It's an obelisk. Yep. Of Classic. course. So the fact that they're uh, protesting it, good job, Thailand. But also if you scroll down, if you keep scrolling, there's more uh, pertaining to our particular uh, situation here. There's a big statue or, I don't know, like a thing of a T-Rex. And people gather, gathered around. This is like your kind of people, Basil. Maybe you should go to Thailand and like speak through the here. dinosaur or something. I'm Googling something to make sure I know something before I say it. Ooh, big <laughs> T-Rex. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I, I want it to be a robot that I can control, though. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I mean, yeah, good job, Thailand people, ignoring the whole. Uh, I'm sure they're gonna get the Thailand, you know, uh, big spike in COVID nineteen, da 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 da, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, at least they're before pushing we back. move, before we move on from the Thailand topic, yes, this is him. Okay, so I just read a thing a while back. Um, a while back, a couple of days ago, uh, I found it here. Los Angeles time, the world's richest king, his mysterious fortune and Thailand's protesters who want answers. So Thailand's king is actually the richest king in the world. I think he's the richest man um, because he recently, when he just took over from his father, so they, the way they're set up is uh, they have a monarchy mm -hmm. and uh, all the monarchy's uh, personal wealth was managed by, uh, you know, it was in some sort of corporate entity. It was like a, 
they managed the the royal wealth for the royal family. Uh, when he became king, he uh, he, he canceled that that program he took all of the wealth out of the corporate mm. um setup and just put it all into his personal bank account and it's something nuts it's like 300 billion dollars or more um i forget exactly what it is but this is part of what's going on in thailand is the king basically said okay i'm king now and uh you know the way we have set up our monarchy that at least has some transparency uh, to keep track on what the king is doing he just destroyed it all and put all of the royal money into his personal bank account he doesn't even live in thailand anymore he lives in germany he just bailed at germany tell him keep an eye on germany I know, man. He took all of the, he took like the majority of the nation's wealth, put it in his own bank account and ran to Germany and just rules Thailand from Germany. It's a really crazy story, but that's, uh, that's part of why all these protesters are protesting. Cause they're like, this guy is out of control. It looks like it's 70 billion and he's the richest monarch. So is that what it is? Yeah. Not the richest man. Not he's the, the richest, richest monarch. Yeah, richest yeah. monarch. So, I mean, it's still pretty rich, is. but yeah yeah i mean uh there you go that's uh yeah good 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 for the people of thailand at least uh, step up and you know do it do in a peaceful way i don't think they're getting violent over there but well you know how else are you gonna take down a monarch who lives in germany (laughs) (laughs) you know this is where the robot war is gonna start because the monarch is just gonna unleash like vr robots over in thailand Dude, he probably already rules that way. He's got <laughs> probably got a little uh, PlayStation controller there, and he can just control the police and the, you know, the drones and everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Funky story. If you're looking for an interesting like thing to learn about today, uh, after the show, Google Thailand's king. Very weird thing going on over there. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, one more quick update here. You don't know what you're looking at. What's driving that thing? It's not a space alien. Alien. It's unidentified. Or an asteroid. Foxnews.com. Asteroid could strike Earth day prior to election. Astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson says. Aliens. Oh, well, if he says it. (laughs) Must be true. Space rock the size of a refrigerator traveling at 25,000 miles per hour won't cause serious damage, scientist says. Uh, oh, okay. I like this. Uh, I like this article here. That's one way to rock the vote. Hey, uh, an asteroid with a diameter the size of a refrigerator could strike the Earth the day before the November election, according to celebrity keyword celebrity scientist Neil deGrasse <laughs> Tyson. But it's How not embarrassing. It is. It's kind of what an embarrassing way to be described. If I was Neil deGrasse Tyson, that would be an insult. But problem is, he's probably stoked on it, and that's wrong. That's what's wrong. Yeah, it is, but it's not large enough to do any serious damage or damage. This is a little baby asteroid, little refrigerator baby asteroid. Yeah, uh, it's not big enough to cause harm. Blah blah blah. Okay, all right. Well, Ow. world's gonna end, folks. The day before we'll the election, we'll see. We'll see where this refrigerator lands before the election. <laughs> 
yeah. Should we take go. bets? Should we start? Should we make predictions on <laughs> where, where that refrigerator is going to land? I'm sure if they know where it is, they they kind of have an idea of where it's going to be, right? Yeah. I'm I'm going to guess ocean. That's my prediction. <laughs> That's a pretty safe guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pretty safe guess. I'm going to say Australia. Oh, <laughs> they have it enough just problems, sounds- man. Just sounds like something would happen in Australia. Poor Australia. Sorry, Australian listeners. I was yeah. just chatting with one of our Australian listeners right before the show. Yeah. Okay. Um, Those are the quick updates. Are you ready to go for uh, one of our I'm stories ready. here? All right, here we yeah. go. Yeah. Let's. We are in deep fake. We're in deep fake, people. All right. This is kind of another called it, but let's get into it before we before we uh, pat ourselves too hard on the back here. This is from uh, tech.hindustan times, Hindustan. Uh, the article is titled, Your smartphone would soon be able to identify deep fakes even, befo- even before they are made. What? Oh, How yeah. How can you detect it before they're even made? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. And the article reads, deepfakes are one of the most critical problems being faced by the digital world. They not only spread mistrust, but they also help in expanding the outreach of fake news. (laughs) The vocabulary is kind of funny because it's translated here, but... Uh, But now, a new company has devised an ingenious method that can be used for identifying deepfakes right at the beginning. That is, when an individual is capturing images and videos for the same. <laughs> true pick. Enter true, true pick. pick. You, f- you skipped the sentence. Oh my gosh. Enter true, true pick. True, p- true pick has developed a technology that is embedded in a smartphone. This technology generates a digital signature of and cryptographically, cryptographically, I think is what they meant, sealed provenance information of the images and videos captured using the phone. This technology authenticates information such as 3D depth map, date, (laughs) date and time, geolocation, time the image video was captured, and the time it was edited to determine if the image has been manipulated. The company has partnered with Qualcomm Mm -hmm. and it has embedded its technology called TruePick Foresight Technology in the company's Snapdragon 865 5G mobile platform, and it takes advantage of the chipset's underlying hardware security. The company says that its technology leverages the cutting-edge hardware security features of Snapdragon 865, including the secure hardware pipeline of the Qualcomm Spectra Camera 480 image signal processor, which is resistant to image data and operational control tampering. The company's technology provides a new secure capture mode in the device's native camera app. Engaging this mode and pressing the capture button produces a digital photo that contains cryptographically sealed provenance data formatted in accordance with emergent open open standards the data allows a recipient to authenticate the pixels date and time geolocation and 3d depth map that were securely acquired and sealed into the file at the time of capture Quote, this development paves the way for visual content consumers to determine the trustworthiness of photos and accurately discern authentic versus forged content, said Manvinder Singh, 
Vice President, Product Management of Qualcomm Technologies, uh, said on the occasion. Notably, neither TruePic nor Qualcomm have revealed what all uh, what all Snapdragon 865 powered smartphones will get this technology, and whether or not the uh, it will be able to. Sorry, whether or not it will be able available. I know. I can't. I need to make this bigger. Whoa, <laughs> too big. Okay. Uh, whether or not it will be available on smartphones powered by other Qualcomm processors. Ultimately, it will boil down on the smartphone makers if they want us want to use this technology on their smartphones. Whew, we made it through. Uh, so this is this is their first attempt at fighting the deep fake uh, epidemic. Okay. Does that not okay. just sound like regular metadata of a photo? It to just you? sounds like metadata. Yeah. yeah. So well, how it, is it? It fighting? is all on metadata, but it's it sounds like it'll just have like oh an extra little confirmation that it's uh, not a deep fake, but <laughs> I, I don't know exactly how that works. I mean, we're not the smartest guys in the world, but we're we're more up to date than most, I'd say on uh, how this kind of technology works. But yeah, this doesn't sound as exciting as they, I think, want uh, the lay person to think it is. Well, this assumes that every single picture that will ever be taken, it, it would only work after a certain point where, you know, there's a there's an influx of quote-unquote natural unedited pictures to like flood the the whole notion of pictures or the whole market, not the market, but like, all the existing pictures because uh, at that point it's like okay these 10 trillion pictures all have this metadata proving it's a location blah 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 which by the way you can't hack that you can't change that information but anyway but you know you, let's you just certainly can for the principle yeah <laughs> there's uh, there's apps you can get right now to manipulate uh, for free on the app store you can get apps that manipulate metadata right. metadata unfortunately is no longer uh, a hel- a useful you know truth telling uh, piece of information which is especially funny because with all the the hunter biden stuff coming out uh, there's all these people saying oh the metadata there's no metadata on the emails yeah you can delete metadata and if you're hunter biden and doing sketchy stuff you're going to be deleting your metadata anyways right yeah so i i don't see how this really helps fight deep fakes you know, well, it's optics. Is- it's all optics. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. We're trying. We're we will protect you from the evil deep fakes, and so you can know everything on your phone is not fake news. <laughs> they should just have an app that sticks googly eyes on everything. Oh, maybe they already have that. <laughs> if not, it's coming soon. <laughs> You've been basilified. Yes, thanks to googly eye. Uh, Googly Eye Software Productions. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just something to keep in, uh, keep track of with the whole deep fake thing because we did read about uh, a, a story a few weeks ago about how you know a company had or I guess news agencies were receiving you know this technology that will detect deep fakes, and we were talking about how why don't they just give it to the people, not give it to news agencies so they can be the curators of yeah. truth when it comes well, to this exactly. stuff. Exactly. And so they're like, oh. They listen to you know our argument on that, and they're like, "Good idea. Let's let's put out a product which is basically just metadata on photos, and uh, give it to the people." So this is a this is a ruse. It's a scam. Yeah, the 
<laughs> a ruse. <laughs> a scam. Yeah, the only thing in their list of uh, metadata, they mentioned date and time, geolocation, time the image was captured, etc. Those are all things that are already in metadata. Every picture you take on your phone already has all that. The one thing I haven't seen before was this 3D depth yeah, map. Yeah, I was going to say the depth map is the only thing that's new. Yeah, uh, I guess that if you're able to actually look at the depth map, that could tell you if something is a a deep fake or not. Or edited, um, because, yeah. because yeah, if something's edited, uh, the depth map will show it. Mm-hmm. So Pixels won't align. But that's not even like new. That's not new technology. That's just, they're just saying that they're adding the 3D depth map to the metadata. Ooh. Better watch out, <laughs> deep fakers. <laughs> the Snapdragon right, is coming for you. Maybe that's why it's a Snapdragon and not like... Have you heard of Snapdragon? Is yeah. this a... Do, do we have these? What company makes these? Is that an Android phone? Yeah, I think it's an Android thing. Oh, I thought huh. they already had that in there, but I don't know. Uh, anyway. And yep. don't worry, though, Gons. It's on 5G. So Yeah, 5G Louise. <laughs> um, okay, next story here. Uh, we're going to get right into this stuff here. The new world order is here. <laughs> this is imf.org. This is the International Monetary Fund, a speech titled A New Bretton Woods Moment by Kristalina Georgieva, IMF Managing Director. And here's what it says. Introduction. This, What's up? It's the International Monetary Fund. What did I say? You just said IMF, but I was just catching people up. Oh, I thought I mentioned International Monetary Fund. Maybe not, but Maybe anyway. Maybe you did. I wasn't listening. Introduction, a sisterhood and brotherhood of humanity. Oh, my God. And uh, we can play the video, which basically outlines this uh, whole document here. Um, but we'll, I'll read a little bit and then we don't, we don't have to get into every detail here, but some of the main points, I first want to thank Dr. Ernest Kwamina Addison for his excellent remarks and contributions as chairman of the IMF board of governors reflect, reflecting on the dramatic change in the world over the last year. I paid a visit to the Bretton Woods, New Hampshire, where, uh, 44 men signed our articles of agreement in 1944. Our founders faced two massive tasks to deal with the immediate devastation caused by the war, World War II, and to lay the foundation for a more peaceful and prosperous post-war world. Did it work, Basil? Yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> Brent Woods, <laughs> Brent Woods, 1944 worked out. Okay. Uh, at the conclusion of the conference, John Maynard Keynes Capture the significance of international cooperation as hope for the world. Quote, if we can continue, the brotherhood of man will have become more than a phrase, he said. As we look forward to welcoming Andorra as our 190th member, the work of the IMF is testament to the values of cooperation and solidarity on which sisterhood and brotherhood of humanity is built. Today, we face a new Bretton Woods moment. A pandemic that has already cost more than a million lives, maybe. An economic calamity that will make the world economy 4.4% smaller this year and strip an estimated 11 trillion of outpo- uh, output by next year 
and untold human desperation in the face of huge disruption and rising poverty for the next uh, for the first time in decades. Uh, once again, we face two massive tasks to fight the crisis of today and build a better tomorrow. Ooh. We know what action must be taken right now. A durable economic recovery is only possible if we beat the pandemic. Health measures must remain a priority. I urge you to support production and distribution of effective therapies and vaccines to ensure that all countries have access. I also urge you to continue support of workers uh, for workers and businesses until a durable exit from the health crisis. This is such a ruse. Uh, we have seen global fiscal action of $12 trillion. Major central banks have expanded balance sheets by $7.5 trillion. These synchronized measures have prevented the destructive macro financial feedback we saw in previous crises. But almost all countries are still hurting, especially emerging markets and developing economies. And while the global banking system entered the crisis with high capital and liquidity buffers, there is a weak tail of banks in many emerging markets. Uh, we must make uh, take measures to prevent the buildup of financial risks over the medium term. We face what I have called a long ascent for global economy, a climb that will be difficult, uneven, uncertain, and prone to setbacks. But it is a climb up, and we will have a chance to address some persistent problems. Low productivity, slow growth, high inequality, a looming cr uh, climate crisis. We can do better than build back the pre-pandemic world. We can build forward to a world that is more resilient, sustainable, and inclusive. And uh, th they have these imperatives here, the economic policies, the uh, uh, policies for the people, and, and part of the policies for the people and then climate change for the third one. But uh, she gets into quite a bit of the digitization of everything. This is, uh -huh. this is part of the great reset. This is like the, 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 you know, getting the digital dollar out there. The digital yuan is already unleashed in China. And, uh, this, th this is the point Basil that we've kind of been looking at in terms of how are they going to do this? How are they going to reset everything, you know, without just like allowing the debt to cancel or something. And I think this is a, a big move for the IMF to start saying, hey, we're going to digitize everything. We're going to create a digital economy. The young people like the digital, so we're going to do it. And uh, this is part of the, and the reason why we named the episode Build Back Better. Uh, she, you know, she sort of says that we can do better than build back the pre-pandemic <laughs> world. She kind of sneaks it in there. And uh, if you're in no agenda. The build Back Better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can do better than build back. Uh, but build back better is a phrase that's been used by the Agenda 21 uh, World Health Organization, UN Sustainable Development stuff, the 2030 Sustainable Development Agenda. And uh, it's been used by world leaders all around. Uh, no agenda has been tracking it. But also in recent months, uh, Democrats have been using it. And uh, I think Biden used it recently and stuff like that. Yeah, well, it was Biden's official slogan for a while, but uh, I've noticed they've stopped pushing it. I think they noticed that the people were catching on. Yeah, uh, a little too because, obvious. Yeah, with uh, it was like, you know, for the past year or so for his um, 
I think they were using it even before the pandemic, although I, I would have to check on that. But it's been a longstanding, you know, longstanding, at least a year or so for Biden. Uh, but I think once people started noticing that, you know, world leaders all over the world were <laughs> using the term, he kind of backed off. Yeah, especially when the, the accusations are like, he's a globalist. It's like, no, I'm oh. not. But then, you, you know, <laughs> but maybe he stole it. But uh, you know, one thing to take a look at here, and I don't know if you've ever looked at this, Basil, but this is the debt clock, usdebtclock.org. Mm, yeah. And it shows the U.S. national debt in real time. Yeah. And man, if I can just, uh, you know, get a little bit of that. You know, just just don't don't go to debt. Just have it go to the Canary Cry News Talk. None of treasury. it matters. <laughs> None of it matters. But it's, it's crazy. Fake. What is what are we at now? Twenty seven trillion. Twenty seven trillion dollars of U.S. national debt. That's eighty two thousand dollars per citizen. That's two hundred seventeen thousand dollars of debt per taxpayer. And uh, U.S. federal spending uh, is at six point five trillion. Uh, yeah, it goes on, but th- th- this is ridiculous. This is ri- out of control. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. This is out of control. The amount of money. Yeah, but none of this money means anything to these people anymore. It's well, true. it's it's just kind of a I don't know a scare tactic or some sort of spell or something. Well, because um, it used to be that this actually meant something and we could actually pay it back, make a dent in it. But that's like more money. I forget what the number was of like how much money actually exists in the world. And that's got to be getting pretty close. Uh, there's a lot more when it comes to derivatives. There's like, yes, but you don't count derivatives. Yeah. I think yeah. it's like 110 trillion or something. I don't know. Don't, don't quote me on that. But also, you know, part of the digitization with the IMF saying like, Hey, we're going to digitize everything. And a lot of the CBDCs, the central bank digital currencies that are going to unleash in different nations, this is going to devalue the dollar even more. This is an opportunity for all those countries to get out of the dollar, which is freaky for Americans because now our, it, the money is going to just, you know, it's going to lose even more of its value. Yeah. Do you know why that's not going to happen? Why? Because we have all the guns. <laughs> sure. Trust me. I oh, understand what the, you're saying. Remember the last countries? Should, shall we list the last, uh, <laughs> the last, uh, leaders throughout the world who tried to get away from the dollar as their uh sure their backup yeah. currency or whatever it's called the reserve Gaddafi, saddam hussein i don't know you try to get away from the dollar there's suddenly uh, an uptick of uh, <laughs> terrorist activity in your country and uh you know the uh the boys will come in and take care of that real quick well i i i I get what you're saying, but also I don't see it as a as a, a difference, so to speak. If we're going to go to a digital dollar anyway, and everything's based on a digital. Well, know. here's and this is a good okay. This is a good conversation. I don't think that the digital dollar will be counted against USD. I think digital dollar is going to be a totally new thing. It's not going to be measured against debts, uh, especially national debts that are based in USD. Yeah. Digital dollar is not going to become the, you know, you've got the petrodollar already. That's its own thing. It'll, it'll be like that. It'll be like the difference between USD and the petrodollar. I've heard. Where yeah. Go they ahead. are kind of dollars and they're all, you know, yes, the uh, 
created by the United States, but they don't necessarily coincide. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, I said it right. They don't yeah. necessarily coincide. Right. They they may move together in certain directions, but that and that's the problem with this digital dollar nonsense is you're gonna you know they're gonna use the digital dollar for all sorts of things it'll be for uh covid relief funds it'll be for the ubi the universal basic income that kind of stuff and you'll have your digital dollar but you'll also have your your regular dollars as well and the digital dollar will be respected but it, it won't be as uh as you know, the, the the USD will be like the gold, and the digital dollar will be like the silver. Although yeah, so that that's a bad comparison to make in this conversation, but you get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've heard that because some people are saying, "Hey, we're going to go back to a gold standard." I, I don't see that happening. I know it's idealistic, but I just don't see it happening. But I've heard some people say that Trump is going to issue like a new bond, and that's what this digital dollar is going to be based off of. This new bond that he's going to create. That makes sense. And they've talked about the trillion dollar coin. Yeah. You know, With the, Trump's the face on it. Yeah. They'll melt, they'll melt, they'll mint <laughs> a trillion dollar coin and then digital dollars will be guaranteed against that coin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's all funky, man. This, that's why we'll never go back to the gold standard because we can't, yeah, there's, we can't. there would be no way there's not enough gold. Yeah. To secure all the U.S. dollars that exist now. That's, that was and the so, whole problem. Well, unless you, unless the price of gold goes to, you know, whatever, 100000 an ounce or something. Man, but, yeah, uh, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah that's, that's part of the issue here. So, yeah, just something to keep in mind. And this is a, a big deal for Brett, for the IMF to come out and say, we, it's a new Bretton Woods moment. And yeah. to suggest that it's, uh, you know, uh, it's similar to post-World War II economics it's like all it's right all part of the great reset yeah part of the great reset the hegelian dialectic problem reaction here's your solution imf coming in with a new Bretton woods movement or moment and uh, we're gonna we're gonna better build back build better, <laughs> build. better build back which you It'll know be I, better than building back i It'll pointed it out build better <laughs> i pointed it out on twitter and the reason why we have sixes instead of b's is that a lowercase bbb Kind of does look like 666. I'm sure just a coincidence, though, you know? We were talking yeah. about the number 666 popping up everywhere. Yeah, uh, it did scare issues. me because uh, I realized when I was reading the uh, the title of the show at the beginning of the show, Build Back Better with the 666, then I said, I'm your best buddy, Basil. Oh! Uh-oh! Uh-oh! Antichrist yeah. confirmed? Can't deal with it right now, Basil. <laughs> out of control man you just exposed yourself i'm gonna make a video basil exposed i know, I know. I'm, I'm helping out the trolls and the the yes the basil debunked videos i'm doing the work for them yeah how does it take why well, i shouldn't be helping you out with this come on people <laughs> all right you want let's uh continue continue well, on with the show let's keep going we have cue the miserable cue the desperate what must i do to convince you people you're right, Q. Epstein didn't kill himself. 
Okie dokie, so the Hunter Biden saga continues, more and more information coming out, and more and more uh, information being teased as well. Now I will say this next section will have, uh, this is just your disclaimer, your parental disclaimer, nothing graphic or explicit, but it does deal with uh, sensitive topics, so... There you go. I'll give parents and, and sensitive listeners a second to make their choices. And uh, I will be reading from Newsweek, who has been the, the, the progenitor of this story uh, and the continuing saga of Hunter Biden here. But the title is From Child Porn on Hunter Biden's Laptop to QAnon Conspiracy Theories Pollute 2020 Elections Final Weeks. Okay, so we got we like to keep an eye. This is going to be a series of articles, but we like to keep an eye on how, uh, you know, people who uh, explore the, uh, the alternative narratives, not just gobbling down the main narrative, uh, how they're being represented and talked about in the mainstream, because it's very helpful to know how uh, people who might consider you an enemy, how exactly they are thinking of you or what, what info they're working with. But this gets a little squirrely, so let's just jump into it. With just 15 days until the presidential election on November 3rd, conspiracy theories have played a major part in the campaign, and they are likely to stay on the radar as the 2020 contest nears its end. Yeah, right. That's the most optimistic <laughs> sentence I've ever read. <laughs> Uh, as President Donald Trump trails former Vice President Joe Biden in national polls, the Republican and some of his prominent allies have shared unfounded conspiracy theories about the Democrat. There have also been conspiracy theories aimed at Trump by some of his critics, especially following his positive test for coronavirus earlier this month. Here are some of the most prominent conspiracies in the run-up to the election. Child porn on Hunter Biden's laptop. The most recent conspiracy theory to hit headlines focuses on Hunter Biden, the former vice president's son, and what the New York Post described as smoking gun email. On a laptop obtained by former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani, the conservative the conservative radio host Wayne Root claimed without evidence in a tweet shared tens of thousands of times that Hunter Biden's laptop contains video of him sexually abusing Chinese children. The email at the center of the story allegedly shows Hunter Biden arranging a meeting between his father and a member of the board of Burisma, Vadim Pozharsky. Burisma is a Ukrainian energy company. Biden's son was also a member of the board. The Post carried a photo of the email, but the contents of the laptop have not been seen by other news outlets. The Biden campaign said a review of the former vice president's schedule for that time period showed no such meeting took place. CBS News interviewed the owner of a Delaware computer repair store, John Paul Maxlack. Mac Isaac. <laughs> oh, I thought that was an L. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I thought the capital I was an L. But MacIsaac who reportedly gave the laptop to Giuliani. McIsaac said he was not able to confirm it was Hunter Biden who dropped off the laptop because he is legally blind. Whoa, that's a new twist in the story I've not heard yet. Oh, I've heard that from the lefties. They were all CBS. saying that. How does he even know? He's a blind guy. <laughs> That's ableist, man. I know, Come on. I know. Good it's liberals so can't be ableist. Yeah. 
CBS News reported on October 16th that McIsaac contradicted himself over the course of the two-hour interview, and his answers raised, quote, even more questions about the veracity of how this supposed laptop became public. Notice, Senator- notice, mm-hmm. notice they don't mention the contradictions. They just say right. CBS News reported the contradictions, but yes. uh, not worthy enough, apparently, to mention what they were, but go ahead. Yes. Senator Ron Johnson. I'm seeing people in the chat reacting to something I said. I didn't say anything wacky, did I? I don't think so. Senator Ron Johnson fueled speculation in an interview on Fox News on October 18th that there was child pornography on Hunter Biden's alleged laptop, though this appears to be contradicted by McIsaac's comments. The shop owner said he did not see child pornography on the computer. He's blind. How would he see it? (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it's very convenient that he's blind. Uh, quote, I don't want to speculate other than to say I really think we're just scratching the surface, Johnson said. Quote, yes, I've heard all kinds of things that I think will probably be revealed over the next few days. There's a treasure trove of emails and video and pictures. Have Has Hunter Biden come out and said anything? I don't think he said anything. And do you want to play this Fox clip here? Because the, sure. the hostess here says something that I think... Uh, you know, I, I saw on Reddit and stuff, but apparently this is what's going here on, on here. Sunday morning futures. There is more to come. And there is a further analysis of the subpoenas handwriting. And it suggests that the subpoena was served by an FBI agent uh, who uh, his name is Joshua Wilson. And over the last five years, he has been working on child pornography issues. Connect the dots. If an FBI agent is working on child pornography issues for five years, why is he uh, subpoenaing the uh, laptop of Hunter Biden? Is there a connection here? Should this suggest that there's a child pornography issue here on that? She's really excited. This is yelling so loud. (laughs) (laughs) This is is, uh, Fox News. So, you, you know, this is big time. This is a big story for Fox. You know, this is like, uh, this is the, yeah, this is like the P tapes for, for Fox. Yeah, you're right. Let me go on. Laptop. Well, I think you just made the connection. Again, this is what the FBI, I think, has to come clean about. This, this isn't a standard investigation where, you know, if the FBI doesn't indict somebody that, that everything remains confidential. This is something that, as we were talking about, relates to national security. And if, if there's criminal activity involved that could be tied to, to Hunter Biden or his business associates, or even possibly tied back to other members of the, of the Biden family. And as some of these emails indicate that Joe Biden was fully aware of this. He was taking his 10% cut or, or, or requiring 50% from his, his family member's salary. Uh, this needs to be known before Americans go to the, to, uh, the polls. So was the FBI agent who served the subpoena uh, investigating child pornography, Senator? Well, you just read the news report. I, I can't comment any further. I don't want to speculate other than to say that what I said publicly before, our report uncovered so many troubling connections, so many things that need to be investigated that I really think we're just scratching the surface. And yes, I've heard all kinds of things that I think will probably be revealed over the next few days. Uh, that there's a treasure trove of emails and video and pictures in not only the purported computer of, of uh, Hunter Biden, but now we've got the uh, co-conspirator, uh, Bevan Cooney, that also starting to reveal information. I, I guess we're probably going to just find new, more information every day over the next couple of weeks. So there you go. That's the report uh, from Fox News anyway. And yeah, it seems to suggest that 
yeah, the guy who the FBI agent who looks into CP was the one that subpoenaed the whole situation, you know, the laptop and the whole deal. Right. So yeah, that interesting, uh, you know, again, not totally confirmed, but I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that's what's going on here. You know, what would just shut this all down Gons? If Hunter Biden just came out and denied something, then we could all just get on with well, our lives and would have to stop asking the tough questions. <laughs> well, not only did hasn't uh, has Hunter Biden not come out and said anything, but I think uh, from what I've heard, uh, the lawyer, like the Biden lawyers, came and asked for the hard drives, like right after this oh, New York I Post story. Yeah, the New York Post story came out, and they're like, "Hey, uh, can we have those hard drives?" And that's a horrible yeah. look. What a horrible look. Yeah. Well, technically, they are legally. Well, I don't even know if they are yet. If there was going to be a case, if he was charged, if they charged Hunter in something, then the lawyers would be, uh, you know, required to have the evidence handed over, right? um, Because you're allowed to see what evidence is being brought against you. But you know, of course, uh, you know, you got to think. Well. If if there have been no charges yet, I don't know. I mean, it's so sketchy. It's like top level uh, issues that, of course, Biden could shut down and has been. And of course, you haven't had any, uh, almost anybody from the Democratic Party that I've seen even mention this because the second that they deny it, then it makes it real. Um, the second they say anything, then it makes it real. If they don't address it at all then you can just call it a conspiracy theory why would i even address a conspiracy theory all right let's continue okay QAnon and the deep state. One of the most prominent conspiracy theories surrounding the president is QAnon. Those who ascribe to this theory believe there is an international cabal of satanic pedophiles and that Trump is secretly fighting against them. QAnon followers also believe there is a deep state working against the president. The movement originated on online message board 4chan. It's an image board, not a message board. Get it right, Newsweek. Uh, When an individual identifying themselves as Q claimed to be a government insider sharing information about what was secretly happening in the U.S. government and claiming prominent Democrats, such as former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, will be sent to Guantanamo Bay. The conspiracy theory is entirely baseless, but Trump has refused to formally denounce it. During an NBC town hall on October 15th, he was asked directly about the movement. Trump said he did not know much about Uh, But they're, quote, very much against pedophilia. Some QAnon believers welcomed the president's comments with one prominent Twitter account saying he had given, quote, full and complete confirmation of the conspiracy theory. Last week. Are you seeing this? Last week. Not last. On news, news. Come on, Newsweek. Last like week, like W E A K. Awesome. Yeah, mentioned that. It's a good. It's a good Newsweek. Last week, Senator Kelly Loeffler uh, welcomed an endorsement from a QAnon believing congressional candidate, Marjorie Taylor Greene. While more than twenty Republican candidates on the ballot this year have expressed support for the conspiracy, Taylor. This is another kind of. Uh, I don't know if it's quite NLP, but it is manipulative. Uh, r- reporting. They say here, while more than 20 Republican candidates on the ballot this year have expressed support for the conspiracy, they mm. don't support the conspiracy. <laughs> they 
they don't they don't even you can't even cons- support a conspiracy theory evidence supports a conspiracy theory you can say they have expressed interest or expressed uh you know i don't know a belief in the conspiracy theory or the conspiracy but you uh, and 20 candidates do not express support for uh satanic pedophiles right right, right. Anyways, Taylor Green, who's running the uh, in Georgia's 14th district, is almost certain to be elected. 17 Republican members of the House of Representatives voted against a resolution condemning QAnon on October 2nd. Joe Biden and Jeffrey Epstein. And now this is where things get squirrely. One recent conspiracy theory attempts to link Biden and convicted, convicted sex offender. Jeff, <laughs> he's cooked. Uh Convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein, who died in prison in 2019, posts on social media claimed Biden owned a private island near property once owned by Epstein. The conspiracy has been widely debunked, and there is no evidence Biden has ever owned an island. His brother James purchased an acre of land on Water Island in the U.S. Virgin Islands in 2005. Epstein's island home was on Little St. James in the same island group. The former VP has vacationed on a different part of Water Island in the past, but there is no evidence of property ownership. Analysis by Newsweek suggests the baseless claims can be traced to niche online communities, including QAnon. Niche online communities. It's like a boutique, boutique (laughs) online community. The president's son, Donald Trump Jr., has shared posts on Instagram which insinuate that Biden is a pedophile. (laughs) There's no credible evidence to support this allegation against Biden, as has been pointed out by PolitiFact. Oh, PolitiFact. Yeah, great. A nonprofit project by the Pointer Institute. Trump and COVID-19. Hold on, before you go on, no evidence especially uh you know biden being creepy with a whole bunch of people kids on film and no evidence (laughs) except for a bunch of videos and pictures of biden being a complete creep yeah and uh talking about how you know kids touched his hairy legs and he likes kids bouncing on his lap other than that no evidence but i (laughs) do want (laughs) to no biggie i do want to touch on this real quick because this little rabbit trail is kind of interesting to me because uh, this conspiracy theory has been widely debunked. That hyperlink goes to another Newsweek article here. Does Joe Biden own an island near Epstein's? Conspiracy theories spreads as election approaches. And uh, it kind of goes over the same you know, basic info that, that was uh, mentioned there. Uh, mm-hmm. And here's what it says in the Newsweek article. Quote, there's, or this is not a quote, but this is a Newsweek article. There's no evidence that Biden claims are true. Fact-checking experts say... The tale appears to have been distorted from a political article published in January 2020, which said Biden's younger brother James had purchased an acre of land on Water Island in 2005 before selling it, uh, selling a third to a lobbyist with ties to the former Veep, Scott Green. Biden previously vacationed at a different part of the island, but nothing suggests ownership. And again, this is PolitiFact, and uh, they mentioned Reuters and a couple other fact-checking places. But here's mm. what's interesting, okay? Because... You know, this kind of thing you can mention in conversations with normies and stuff and, and they'll, they'll shoot it down. They'll say, no, it's not true, you know, and, and you go to the Snopes here and uh, the Snopes article from August 13th is Joe Biden own an island in the Caribbean and uh, they conclude false. But then they again, they talk about how his brother James uh, mm-hmm. owned, uh, you know, a piece from Water Island or small property in Water Island. 
And so I, I was curious, okay? I was like, all right, what? how far is this water island from uh, Little St. James, which is where the Epstein stuff is? And so I went to Google Maps, and I did a little measuring thing. Eight miles. Eight, oh, wow. eight miles, okay? So that's not that much. And I, I get it. The Caribbean, you know, small, small island, so there's not a whole lot there anyway. But yeah. eight miles. And, and the other part of this is the connection to... Uh, 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 what's her name? Was this the Ghislaine. one that had the the submarine? Yes, yes, thing? Ghislaine Maxwell. Okay, so Ghislaine, uh, this is a New York Times article from August fourteenth. Whatever happened to Ghislaine Maxwell's plan to save the oceans? And it talks about this story of how Ghislaine uh, was speaking at the Council on Foreign Relations uh, in Washington D.C. She was there uh, in her capacity as the founder of the Terra Mar Project, an ocean conservation group she started in twenty twelve. And she mentions how she wanted to find the, uh, you know, like the, she started, you know, going on submarine trips and stuff underwater and she started finding like remains like human, human, what was it? Hold on. I mean, I put a, a highlight here. There was even a submarine put aboard plan B plan B was the name of the yacht that, uh, that, uh, Ted white, the tech billionaire who co-founded gateway Inc became Miss Maxwell's boyfriend after she broke up with Mr. Epstein. And on the Plan B yacht was uh, a, a submarine. And there was even, and it says here, there, there was even a submarine put aboard Plan B that Miss Maxwell knew how to pilot. She began uh -huh. deep sea diving, which she said is how she had discovered human-made debris all over the ocean floor. And and then what does it say here? Four people remember Miss Maxwell talking of journeying to the center of the Pacific Ocean in an attempt to find, she said, Amelia Earhart's plane and body. Kind of interesting, you know, talking Weird. about like human, she says human-based debris, or the article says human-based debris or human-made debris. But mm -hmm. uh, when I first read that, I was like, oh, whoa, like human debris? I was like, oh, no, no, no human-made debris. But then she talks about, oh, I'm going to find Amelia Earhart's body. Yeah, and it kind of made me think like, okay, is she finding other bodies down there? And this would be a very, very, very easy way to hide bodies as well. And if you know how to get in a submarine and just like toss out bodies you don't need anymore or whatever, plus you're on international waters, so technically you can't be tried by you know, a particular nation. And there's a, there's a lot of like loophole type stuff that goes into this conspiracy theory so I, I just wanted to share with you the snopes article that you know denies that joe biden never owned this island but confirms that his brother did and that the island is only eight miles from epstein's little hub there and yeah. and that uh there, you know the article even mentions that joe biden had visited uh the caribbean in the past so you know he doesn't have to necessarily own it but he has family who owns it and if you're you know if you're if you're buying any kind of real estate out there, you're probably talking to similar people. You're in the same elite circles at the very least. And then on top of it, add the uh, Ghislaine Maxwell submarine thing. And uh, an eight mile submarine trip is probably not that difficult to do, you know, with between, oh, yeah. between uh, these two locations here. Uh, so anyway, just a little rabbit trail to go down. And again, the New York times article talking about Ghislaine Maxwell's, plan to save the oceans and her company 
Terramar and uh, yeah, again because it's a lot of stuff that like conspiracy fringe people are peddling out there and coming to conclusions about and uh, it's one of those things where you don't have to come to a hard conclusion but you can you know kind of at least show the the dots that people are connecting to yeah. suggest that people are coming you know the reason why people are coming to that conclusion and how it ties to Joe Biden so there you go. Well, and that's that's part of the whole thing too, which is you don't necessarily have to debunk a conspiracy theory if you uh, simply debunk an incorrect right, the straw uh, man. representation of it. Yeah. yeah. It, the fact of the matter is it doesn't really matter to the conspiracy theory if Biden himself owns the property or not, yeah, right. Biden's brother owning the property is fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't really matter if if Biden owned it or not. If Biden's brother owned it, and it's you know eight miles from Epstein's island, and of course uh, the you know the extension of that theory is we all know the Epstein flight logs and all the names on the Epstein mm-hmm. flight logs. There are n- names that you'd expect to be on the flight logs that are not. And uh, the idea, the theory, again, I have no evidence to back this up, but the theory would be uh, you could take a different plane or a boat to, mm-hmm. uh, what is it called? Little Waters Island or something? Water Island. I forget. Yeah, Water Island, and then just take a little submarine, a little eight-mile submarine trip over to Epstein's Island, and boom, it's, you're, you can't be traced to the island. Right. Um, but I do want to make a quick correction. I talked about at the beginning of the article how Newsweek was the, the one putting out the stories of the uh, Hunter Biden emails. That's incorrect. It's the New York, New York Post, Post that put okay. those out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I, I don't even know if it's worth going through the rest of these. I don't think they so. go into Trump and COVID nineteen, debunking how he's not faking his illness, the conspiracy theory that he's faking it. Then they they do go into the tech companies suppressing conservatives. Um, but you know, it's all kind of the same stuff. There's no evidence of this. Okay. If you say so. <laughs> Less that that's what it is. To say there's no evidence yeah. is lie. It's a blatant lie because there is evidence. Yeah. You don't have to come to the hard conclusions that people are peddling out there necessarily, but to suggest there's no evidence is uh is flat out wrong. This yeah. is false. there you go. <laughs> Newsweek coming out trying to debunk all the conspiracies in one article and <laughs> good, uh, good job, news they, week. Didn't, they didn't do a great job of week it sauce news week sauce but just more examples of how you know quote unquote debunking conspiracy theories at this point is just misrepresenting them and then saying that that misrepresentation is false now so, we, before we right. get into a quick break here because i know we're short on time uh, the uh, you I was mentioning to you that I think Biden's going to have to step down, and you're like, nah, I think he's going to be able to get through the election. He's, yeah, he's but, not going to uh, step down. I don't know, man. It'll be interesting if he steps. No down. way, Jose. Why would he even <laughs> step down? He doesn't think he did anything wrong. Yeah, but then if if it gets really bad, if like re- like really hard evidence comes out, you know, it'll just be it'll be. I, I don't know. I can see it happening. The the way everything's happening, the way uh, Kamala. Kind of shut down. Oh, I got a, mm-hmm. a coronavirus positive test. I'm going to shut down until next week. 
whoa, right. hey, lady, the election is in a couple of weeks. Why are you shutting it all down? <laughs> kind of weird. But anyway. Because she knows she doesn't have to uh, campaign. What if, she's, what if she steps down? That, nobody's stepping down. That's crazy <laughs> talk. Okay. Nobody's stepping down. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb. I, I don't mind if I'm wrong, but it's okay. It's just yeah. one of those fun things that we can, we can uh, you know, a friendly bet. One dollar okay. bet. One dollar. <laughs> One dollar, Basil. That's fine. I'll take that. Okay. Dollar bet. That's the easy, easiest dollar I've ever made. Okay. Um, right. Gonz, you know what I want to do? You want to look at some art? Is this what you're I want to look at some art. Ooh. One Let's do art, it. please. That's right, <laughs> folks. We have, we have producers and talented artists that are creating art based on the show. And uh, we need to look at some of it and enjoy. Yes. You want to go through these? You want me to go through them? Um, I want you to go through them. Okay. So uh, we have producers of the show. You are listeners. And, uh, but uh, some are producers. And, you know, Basil always gives a spiel about producers, but I'll let him do that in a moment. The spiel is waiting. We're going directly into art. We're just going to start with the art here, change it up a little bit, a little, little left hook. And uh, we, we have some great producers who send us awesome art, and we'd like to show them to you here. The first one comes from 88, and he is our prolific, one of our prolific artists here. And this is, uh, you want to go ahead <laughs> yes, and describe? This, <laughs> yes, this describe. was a funny one. So uh, this was from last episode. I was trying to tell people to leave ratings and reviews because it's my—it's like mind control for the algorithms. And 88 jumped on it. And here we have, uh, there's uh, me as a canary on the left. We got Gons as a canary on the right. And we've got full on uh, MK Ultra hypnotized eyes, swirly, swirly eyes. I got a little speech bubble that says it's like mind control for algorithms. <laughs> and uh, we've got some monarch butterflies flittering around, yeah. uh, representative of MK Ultra and Pro- uh, Project Monarch or Monarch Project, whatever it's called. Um, let's see. And Gons, you're holding a little brain that has a sad face on yeah. it. And it says, we need to ring Dr. Johnny Bananas. Bananas. <laughs> yes, which we'll talk more about later. And of course, we've got our computer monitor there that says CCIA. That's the Canary Cry uh, Intelligence Agency. Yes. And uh, as always, very good, 88. Uh, you're, <laughs> this is, the, 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 you've got a beautiful mind. <laughs> wow that's a quite the compliment i know this was a great one and yes it really is like uh, mind control for algorithms folks that's why we need you to hit the like button and uh leave ratings and reviews very important and uh once again thank you producer 88 for this uh, beautiful piece and the ccia there is the canary cry intelligence agency so yes yeah yes we're we're, we're part of the intel because we're not getting the checks from the illuminati we'll just make our own intelligence agency i know man there's a big industry now in uh, open source intelligence you can actually kind of start your own intelligence agency just based on open source intelligence oh okay well yeah something to think about folks yeah it's an idea okay the next one here is by nathan nathan sent us a space pope reptilian. I love it. Ooh. Oh yeah, this one is great. I laughed so hard when I saw this come in here. <laughs> yes, as you know, you want to play the jingle guns? Yeah, let me pull it up here. I have it. 
Uh, okay. Yeah, so Space Pope Reptilian, uh, to originally from uh, Futurama clip there, but it's just a good it's a good reminder that the reptilian overlords are still in control in all facets of uh, life here on Earth. And this beautiful rendition of the Space Pope Reptilian, it's a real dragon-looking, dragon-alligator-looking guy. He's got his Dagon hat on uh, that has a dead fish on it, so you know it's <laughs> Dagon. <laughs> He's holding a staff that has a floating uh, UFO sort of built into the structure there. And uh, yeah, he's got his his papal robes, and he's <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, my favorite part. So you know it's so you know it's a space pope reptilian, and not an earth based uh, pope reptilian. Is he's wearing a like a classic fishbowl space helmet, but there's nice little holes for his big gaw to come out, and he's got <laughs> horns coming out the side. Really beautiful piece. This was Nathan. You said. Uh, yes, has Nathan sent us anything before? I I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. All right. I'll have to go back and look at the rest of Nathan's pieces, but this is very funny and, uh, a great candidate for shirts over at the Canary Cry merch perch. We're going to, we'll need to put some, the Canary Cry radio logo or something on there. So people know, but, uh, yeah, might have to put a title space. (laughs) Sorry. Play it. Space Pope Reptilian. There it is. That's right. Very good, Nathan. Thank you. What's Thank next, you, Nathan? Uh, next one is from Yvonne. And this is uh, the social media musical chairs. And Ooh. you have three different chairs here the truth chair, the politics chair, and the official narrative chair. And you have three people, uh, each wearing a t shirt. One's wearing a Twitter shirt, one's wearing a youtube shirt and one's wearing a facebook shirt and they're all just dancing around the musical chairs yeah and that's jack dorsey and susan witchjiki and mark zuckerberg that's right and uh let's see here there was a great email that had some uh, great explanation i mean not that we need explanation but they put it well in the email Social media CEOs, Jack Dorsey, Twitter, Susan Wojcicki, YouTube, and Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook, playing musical chairs over what they find more important than the truth after the truth chair has been removed. Ah. What are they going to yeah, what are they going to be about now since they removed truthers, so-called conspiracy theorists, people who question things? What gives them the right to or what are their credentials to know what the truth is? Are they trying to protect the public from different aspects and viewpoints? Which chairs will they sit on? They were once just a platform. Now they seem very involved in deciding which content can be presented. And this is from uh, prolific artist Yvonne. Thank Yvonne. you very much, Yvonne. Very well done. Very well done. Yeah. There's, uh, there's Mark Zuckerberg uh, saying this. I am not capable of hatred. He's it's not. true. Can't you see just it look in at his him. face? Yeah, he's just very honest. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you very much, producer Yvonne. Thank you, Yvonne. Speaking of Mark, Ooh. we have another piece of art from Mark. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to lump you in with... Uh, Zuckerberg. Yeah. But, uh, make that I'm going to do that because um, we did made a joke about my hair. <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> that's getting a little that's long funny. and I'm getting my Tsukalos hair. So yeah. he, he got, I guess it's like my face 
Although I don't, yes. I don't know. I could, it's an interesting blend of Gon's fake. face. <laughs> yes, it's a deep fake of Sukulos and Gon's uh, with the hair. He's matched the hair. And it's in meme form, yes. the, the classic Sukulos meme. He says, uh, but it's Gon's. Say, I'm not saying it was the Nephilim, but it was the Nephilim. <laughs> classic Gon's. Yeah, I don't know. if I, that, This one, I'm not also- going to show the wife. Because then she'll she'll really <laughs> she'll have nightmares, you know. I don't need that for her. Uh, yeah, great Photoshop job. Yeah, though. good good job, Mark, producer Mark, and not to be outdone about my hair. Apparently, is uh, <laughs> Allie, Allie, producer Allie, Gazel and Bonds in the chat, and uh, she has the hair off me the 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 finals is what she oh, said this, this so is, many levels it's so many so levels. many levels to this one yeah so uh on the left is dr johnny bananas and his <laughs> hair is our ba- bananas yes his hair and his mustache and, and his, mustache his goatee and his tie, and his tie yeah. are all bananas. all bananas i gotta say I went looking for a picture of Dr. Johnny Bananas. I couldn't find one, but this is exactly what I pictured him looking like. <laughs> it kind of looks like Shaggy uh, right. from Scooby-Doo. You put Shaggy from Scooby-Doo in a in a suit with bananas for hair. <laughs> I was more thinking Bob Marley with banana dreads. Yeah, he's got yeah, he's, it's got a dread vibe for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then but, there's Gons on the right there. Oh, and Dr. Johnny Bananas is saying, dude, that's some crazy hair. <laughs> and on the right is Gons. Gons looking buff in this one. Very good. Like and it. Uh, he's got the Sucolos hair. Very well done. <laughs> and he says, it's Sucolos. <laughs> and then at the bottom, there's like some, uh, some captions, some labels. That says, uh, Dr. Johnny Bananas, hair, colon, bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Gon Shimura, hair, colon, sucralose. <laughs> yeah. Very good, Allie. Good job. Oh, man. I'm glad Johnny Bananas made it to the, the art section of the show today. Yeah, and, and it's actually, the caption for me is saying, I'm saying it's sucralose. Yes, yeah, you're, you're correctly. correcting. Correcting yeah, the correcting. Yeah, very good. Very good job, Thank you, Allie. producer Allie. She is gasoline bonds in the chat and the youngest known producer of the show. Always glad to have your work. Yes. Anything else, Gons? That's it for the art. And I don't think That's we had any it. jingles. No, nope, uh, no jingles, no, nights, no music. No cryptos, but we do have a couple more producers to thank here. We do have some producers to thank. And uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, stick around because once we're done thanking the producers, uh, we've got some more stories. We're going to be talking about the digital ID health pass system. Uh, we're a little tight on time, but we also have as the days of Noah or the Noah Cyrus song that uh, just came out. Beautiful song, but it's got some weird lyrics that uh, are going to be important to take a look at. So stick around. But first, we want to thank some of our producers. Um, And if you're new to the show, hey, what do you mean producers? This is a podcast. Isn't that just what 16-year-olds do to stream gaming and whatever? No, it is indeed a big project we do over here. Um, And we've been doing it for a while, but uh, this year has really given us the opportunity to step it up. And including in the stepping up process, 
we have switched over to the value for value model. What does that mean? That means we create as much value as we can. We do this show. We do it three times a week. We're pretty consistent and we like to think we do a pretty good job. And uh, in uh, in, uh, when we, (laughs) wow, I've totally thrown myself off here. I forgot what to say. And this is moment uh you don't commoditize the audience oh thank you yes uh so when we create our value we put it out there and it gives you an opportunity to put value back into the show we do not advertise we've decided that that is bad advertising bad and you should know it too advertising has taken over the internet it's taken over the world and it's also tied in with big data and uh snooping and all sorts of things like that It incentivizes creators like Gans and I to consider our listeners uh, not just as human beings, but as a commodity, as cattle to be put in a trailer and shipped off to a big corporation for our own personal gain. It's dehumanizing, uh, not just for you, but also for us. It's just It's just a bad way to go, folks. And so that's why we've decided to go on the value for value model. And if you get any value out of the show, you can become a producer because this is a real world situation. If you help pay for a show or help create content for a piece of media, you're not just a charitable Christian. You're a producer of that piece of media. And uh, so we want to thank some of our producers right now. And uh, I'm going to start over on patreon.com slash CCNT for Canary Cry News Talk. And uh, here are our producers. Gons, you ready? Yep. First of all, we've got Cliff Lord, Pro- producer Cliff Lord, coming in on the Patreon. Thank you so much, producer Cliff Lord. Thank you, Cliff then Lord. Then we've got uh, producer Al coming in. Thank you very much, producer Al in the house. Al Capone? Yes, the <laughs> Al Capone. The Al Capone? Yes, it's a conspiracy theory we don't uh, touch on very often, but he's alive and he loves the show. <laughs> he's he's a producer. No, thank you, producer Al. Thank Next, you, Al. we have producer Bear the Cross. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, Bear. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, never mind. Okay. <laughs> Next. Was, uh, yeah. Go ahead. You got a thing. I got, got a thing, but it up. wasn't a thing. Okay. Next, we have a new producer, producer Ruth. Thank you very much, producer Ruth. Thank you, Ruth. I've been losing control of my VR hand today. All right. So that's all uh, the producers for the patreon.com slash CCNT for Canary Cry News Talk. Um, And that brings me to my next subject, which is canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash support. That's right. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support is another great place to become a producer. Uh, If you don't like Patreon, that's okay. That's why we have CanaryCryRadio.com slash support. We've got PayPal options. You can come in with a monthly producership. Uh, Not a whole lot of monthly producers coming in recently, but that's okay. Because there you can also come in uh, with a one-time producership in any amount. And that's... uh, Uh, For those producers who, you know, are a little scared of uh, commitment there. That's okay. Um, So 
Over there on PayPal, who do we got coming in, Gons? We had Spears Desert come in. At uh, the, the, we'll, we'll mention the level here, $75.33. Uh, yes, the Trump tax mixed with the 33 producership. Thank you, producer Spears Desert. Spears Desert, thank you. And we also had producer Brandon. Producer Brandon. He is the uh, executive producer oh, of yeah, the show. Oh, yeah, he is the executive producer. Thank you very much, producer Brandon. I missed that one. That's a nice little surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you, executive producer Brandon. Yes, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, and again, you can always send your talent to canarycryradio at gmail.com if you have art, if you have jingles, music. We all want to hear it. We want to see it. And That's uh, right. A lot of, lot of opportunities, uh, not just to produce with your finances, your treasure, but also to produce uh, with your talents, uh, whether you're a musician or a sound editor or an artist or whatever. We even had somebody send in a picture of a Lego sculpture they made of yeah. Flippy one time. So really, wherever your talents lie, you can help uh, produce the show. Yeah, absolutely. And a quick thank you to That Night Wind as she continues to drop timestamps for us for the uh, YouTube channel here. So thank you very much. Thank you very and much. Very important. Canary Cry Merch Perch is uh, something to go check out from producer Dust. And uh, I'm going to pull it up here so people can take a... Oops, I think I typed it wrong. And I put Oopsies. it in the chat. Um, yeah, ignore that last one there. But uh, here you go. And uh, it's a good place to get some merchandise uh all yeah. all being done by you the producer or producer dust anyway and it's all you know stuff that uh pertains to the show and uh, it's a community effort here it's not us trying to make something and and sell stuff this is all done by the community yes and, uh, and the uh the canary cry merch perch all merch is sold at cost and you have an opportunity to tip the webmaster tip the artist or tip uh, Gons and myself. So it's a, uh, it's a real community effort and it's a affordable, uh, merch opportunity for people. Yeah. Um, it's a real family business around here. Yes. All right, Gons, before we uh, jump in, I want to read one email. Okay. Um, because last show we, uh, were talking about how tobacco was being used in the coronavirus vaccine right and i connected that to you know we heard about this with ebola as well where to tobacco i remember specifically reading nicotine but for the case of this we'll talk about tobacco it's, it was and tobacco. Um, it was tobacco it was okay. not nicotine go ahead okay and um you know here's the thing and i made a call out because i knew these people exist a lot of people uh, a lot of professionals and uh, very experienced and, you know, hardworking people listen to this show. And that includes um, all sorts of things. I have another email from another uh, maritime safety advisor. I'm going to save that for next show. Thank you for the email. But I wanted to read this email in response to my questions about what in the world tobacco has to do with vaccines. 
And here we go. You are wondering about why tobacco keeps coming up in vaccines. Here's, I'm reading the email now. Here's my input as a PhD microbiologist with 25 plus years of professional experience. It is actually pretty simple. Due to all the money that cigarette companies poured into studying the tobacco plant over the last hundred years, mostly in order for them to maximize tobacco production and minimize losses to pests, etc., it is one of the most widely studied plants in the world. One of the main things that has come from all the research is ways to effectively genetically manipulate tobacco plants and to propagate it in the lab. Again, initially done to make the tobacco production more efficient, uh, drought and disease resistant, etc. There was huge amounts of money to be made, even with small advances. This knowledge has now been used to make tobacco a workhorse plant factory for producing a range of small molecules, enzymes, nucleic acids, etc. It is a lot like how they have genetically modified goats to produce spider milk protein in their milk or cows to make insulin for people with diabetes in their milk. Using engineered tobacco plants can be mass produced and more cheaply grown than animals, plus it doesn't trigger PETA folks, and the processing to recover the enzyme or other product is usually simple. So, it is not something extra special about tobacco per se at least not to my knowledge. And of course, it is not about smoking or otherwise consuming tobacco. Hope that clears it up a bit. A great example of man harnessing nature for the greater good, regardless of what you think of vaccines, blessings. Um, and this is from Mark, producer Mark. I don't know if it's the producer Mark. Maybe it is. But uh, this is another producer Mark. So thank you very actually. much. Is it the producer Mark? So. Yeah, I think oh, I was looking great. at the email. Cool. Uh, so there you go. That actually makes way more sense than any ideas that I had. Um, the fact that, you know, th of course, more money would have been put into studying tobacco than any other plant in the world. Maybe aside from now money going into study marijuana or something. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess you can just turn tobacco or you can m genetically manipulate tobacco to create, you know, tiny little molecules within the plant that you can then use for manufacturing all sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. It was very good. I, I was very, uh, uh, not impressed, but I don't know, just thankful. Well, I was impressed. Um, I was just <laughs> thankful for the, the note, you know, people yes. that uh, have a lot more experience hands on with their profession, giving us insight rather than us just like speculating on what's going on with certain things. So yeah. Um, and I've got another email I'm going to read next show just for sake of time today um, from a, another producer with some very interesting information that I think everybody will find uh, valuable. Very cool. Uh, I know okay. you're short on time, Basil. Do you yeah. want to skip one of these and go straight to the... Yeah, let's just go to the Noah thing. I hate to cut the show short, but uh, that's what we got to do today. Yeah, we got to do it today. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> let me play the jingle to get us into this, uh, this final story here. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Yes, and uh, this is a story from CheatSheet.com. Miley Cyrus and Noah Cyrus's voice are eerily similar in rare joint performance, but that's not the real story. <laughs> the story is about uh, Noah Cyrus 
And uh, I guess last night there was a performance on MTV, or a couple nights ago maybe, uh, where they sang, I got so high that I saw Jesus. And yeah. it's on an album by Noah called The End of Everything. Yeah, and, and just uh, just for context, for mm-hmm. those who might not have it, you, you've heard of Miley Cyrus. You've mm-hmm. heard of Billy Ray Cyrus, yeah, his yeah. daughter Miley Cyrus. Don't break my heart. And her, my and her, heart. S- her sister <laughs> is named Noah Cyrus. And recently she's been uh, hitting, the, uh, hitting the, the charts. She's been working on her own musical career. And uh, she wrote a song called I Got So High That I Saw Jesus. And... Uh, it's a beautiful song, but it's got some very interesting lyrics. Yes. And uh, I'm scrolling through the, the video here, which was actually published back in March. March 20th was when the music video was published. And it's got three and a half million views. And yeah. um, a couple of the lyrics that are interesting here. Um, okay, so... Yeah, they talk about the rivers running dry, how pretty soon there won't be any water left, sounds like climate change, to turn to wine, like a drunkard at the wedding blindly raising Armageddon, so I'm getting high. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I got so, so you got high. To- oh, go ahead. Yep, I was just going to say you've got uh, Armageddon in there, you've got climate change, you've mm-hmm. got... Uh, You've got Jesus, no, no, no water left to turn to wine. Right, right. And the chorus here, I got so high that I saw Jesus. He said, it's all going to be okay. You just need me in your heart. Tennessee, whiskey and love. I got so high that I saw Jesus, Jesus. And this is the line that was uh, very interesting. Yeah, Joseph lost his job to a machine. And Ooh. Mary lost her mind to lines of code. You can't see and... If the angels or the AI are going to burn this whole thing down, well, I'm going to burn one down right now. Hmm. Yeah, wow. a lot of references there. Pretty you've got cool. Joseph. <laughs> you've got Joseph losing his job to a machine. Mm-hmm. So you've of course got the flippy update there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got uh, Mary who what was lost, it? lost her, her mind. Her, lost her mind. You can't see. To lines of code you can't see. So you've got uh, maybe some social media or maybe some uh, gaming or something in there. Just all the social engineering, maybe. Yeah, Yeah. social engineering. Um, And then lastly, if talking about angels and or the AI burning things down. Well, I'm going to burn one down right now. I guess she's talking about. uh, (laughs) Yes. And then she gets high again. Yeah. So. Noah, I don't know if you listen to the show or not. Your <laughs> lyrics sound like you might be a listener of the show. Just just reach out. Just reach out. We can uh, we'll we'll give you some more lyrics, some more crazy things to put into the into the song. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, and one thing I noticed about the song Gons was uh, it kind of sounds like a worship song. It's got a similar mm-hmm. uh, vibe and chord, chord structure to like your classic sort of current uh, worship song. There's some familiar sort of beds and harmonies that, uh, you know, it, it sounds like it's almost uh, like a Hillsong worship song or something. Right. Which, of course... Um, <laughs> the, the structure of a Hillsong song is a very popular 
very specific and yeah. very popular, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what do you want to do? Are you trying to reach out to to Noah to find out no, if she's just, woke? No, I'm just inviting. If she listens to the show, I mean, it sounds like she's singing about a lot of stuff we talk about, and uh, it, it would be interesting to know if she got any inspiration. Noah, if you're listening, or really anybody from the Cyrus family, go ahead, send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> Noah Cyrus just, is 20 years old, so. Not yeah, even not which, even drinking age, but she's singing about Tennessee whiskey. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess it depends I, on what state you're it's in. It's so hard to have the to conceive of uh, somebody under twenty one partaking in such a <laughs> such an activity, Gons. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just being I'm being <laughs> I'm being an old grumpy man is what I'm being. Yeah. So there you go, folks. I apologize that I have to cut the show uh, a little bit early today, but uh, that's what we got to do. We got lives. We got lives to save, lives to live, and uh, unfortunately, scheduling issues that we have to do. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this show. Gons, anything you want to uh, go out on today? Um, well, are we, uh, you had that hashtag. I don't know if you want to actually do oh. that hashtag or not, but <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, we might as well, we can throw it okay. out there. It's hashtag in the days of Noah. And instead as of days, in the days, Oh, what, what do I have written down there? As in the days of Noah, as in the days of Noah, but days D A Z E oh. hashtag as in the days of Noah. Cause mm-hmm. Noah's, you know, get, yeah. getting so high. She sees Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I'm mentioning this, <laughs> but it's just something Gons and I thought about when we were exploring this, maybe it can get Noah's attention. And I, I know uh, what this is all about. What is this? about? Pharmacia. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, folks. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Here's the thing. Remember, uh, we will be back on Wednesday, the 21st of October. Man, October's flying by. Yeah. Wednesday. October 21st, sometime between noon and 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Make sure to put it on your schedule. Turn on notifications. Make sure to follow us on multiple outlets so you don't miss the notification when we go live. And uh, we will see you there. Make sure to leave ratings and reviews. It's very important. We need to, uh, it's like mind control for the algorithms. <laughs> we get uh, enough ratings and reviews coming in on a daily or weekly basis. Then it convinces the algorithms that we're doing a show worthy of sharing with people that uh, have never heard of the show before. So please, here's what you do. Bing it or Google or uh Duck, duck, go. Whatever your search start uh, page. bar of choice, start page, uh, ask Jeeves. You can go <laughs> ahead and search Apple Podcasts Canary Cry News Talk. Just search Apple Podcasts Canary Cry News Talk. And uh, that'll take you to where you need to go to leave us a rating and a review. Very helpful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, remember, you can also become a producer, not just by financially supporting us at patreon.com slash ccnt. Patreon.com slash ccnt. You can also support us at Canary Cry Radio dot com slash support. Canary. 
CanaryCryRadio.com/support. That's right. CanaryCryRadio.com/support. We got PayPal options. Where remember, we're gonna need some uh, producers for Wednesday's show. So please consider if uh, if you've been rattling around the idea of supporting the show. Let this be your week. Uh, Wednesday, the twenty first. Sometime between noon and three, we'll be doing another show and thanking you brand new producers. You can also help produce the show by creating content that's uh, art, space pope reptilian, or whatever you want to do. Pick something related to the show, and if you can express it in the beautiful visual arts, uh, you can send that to canarycryradio.com slash support. No. That's wrong. <laughs> send that to canarycryradio at gmail.com, um, and uh, you'll we'll, uh, have another art exhibit on the next show. Now, if you are a musician or you have the ability to edit sound in one way or another, you can also create jingles for the show or create songs. We'll be playing the Canary Cry mixtape at the end of the show. You don't want to miss that, folks. Stick around. The chat gets rowdy during the (laughs) mixtape. But if you're a creative person, make something show-related, send it in. We'll put you on the show, and you are a producer. That's right, because you're helping the show get made. We can't do it without you. Okay. Lastly, here's the thing, folks. You can help out the show by sharing it with your friends and family that are starting to wake up to realize that the world is not what it seems. I know. It's crazy. Some people are starting to wake up all on their own. And if you know one of them, send them a show. Send them this episode. Send them a different episode. Whatever you think will speak to them. You can also share it on your uh, your your social medias there. Uh, whatever you can do to help spread the word, we are happy to... Uh, aid those people starting to wake up down there that narrow path of truth that we are all on so there you go and if you need any other instructions here's what you do you just walk right up to him you grab him by the cage and then you shake it the end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted aliens i want to shake things up stir up some controversy rattle a few cages Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Rattle a few cages. Rattle a few cages. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. Cyrus. <laughs> That's right, folks. Just ask Noah. Now make sure to use the hashtag as in the days of Noah and tweet me. Tweet at me. You can follow me on Twitter at Basil underscore Rosewater. Follow me now. All sorts of good. If you're looking for a way to fight off the robots when the robot revolution begins, you're going to want to follow my Twitter account and uh, make sure to hashtag as in the days of Noah. All right, folks. Again, we'll be back on Wednesday, October 21st, sometime between news. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Sometime between noon and 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I can't wait. I can't wait for it. I can't wait to uh, talk to y'all again. Gons, any last words? You're going down, Olstein. Still (laughs) still on that mission. The crusade continues. 
<laughs> Maybe Noah could help us out with that. She would. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Make sure to tune in next time. But until then, think outside the cage. Shake things up, shake things up. Last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Little guy, little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati. Another fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> Another fun fact. Brings me back to my screamo days. That's where I started. Light up a huge blunt. A joint. Give everybody magic mushrooms. Smoke. The CIA, you know, I mean, lots of intelligence agencies have tested secretly dosing communities. LSD. Psychoactive pills should be covertly administered. Put me on some, some, I don't know. Give me a shot in the butt. Fluoride, oxytocin, get a chemical hug. Uh, I did dabble, you know, some of that uh, robot crack. I know what it's like. It's a lethal, lethal recipe for disaster. You need help. If you're a pharmacist, you need to repent. (laughs) All right, weird.
In the future, humans will be confined in a people's zoo. People, I'll keep you safe and Zoom.